In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Coptic month of Tuba has four Sundays. The first Sunday, which is today, its readings are connected with the Feast of Nativity. Because usually the first Sunday comes within the seven days that in, in which we are celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. But from the second Sunday to the rest of the month, second, third, fourth Sundays, the readings are about baptism because we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ on the 11th of October. So this Sunday today, its readings related to the incarnation of the Son of God, and then the next three Sundays about the sacrament of baptism, as I explained, because the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ we celebrated on the 11th of October. When the Lord Jesus Christ born, he did not come only to the Jews, to Israel, but he came to the whole world. The world was divided into Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles means the non-Israelites, non-Jewish people. Before Christ, only the Jews considered the people of God, only the Jews. The Gentiles were not considered the people of God. If we want to understand the position of the Gentiles before the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ, St. Paul explained this in Ephesians chapter 2. He said from verse 11, Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called circumcision. The circumcision are the Jewish people. The uncircumcision were the Gentiles. Because circumcision was a symbol of the covenant between God and Abraham. The Jewish people who entered into this covenant with God were circumcised. But the Gentiles were not circumcised. At that time, before Christ, you were without Christ. What does it mean? There were many prophecies about the Messiah. But the Israelites understood all the prophecies are for Israel, Israel only, the chosen people of God, not for the Gentiles. So the Gentiles, they were worshipping idols, they were pagan, so they were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, they are considered aliens from Israel. Even when they used to go to the temple, there was a court called the court of the Gentiles outside the temple. And they cannot cross this court to be with Israel. They were aliens, foreigners, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenant of promise. They were not part of the covenant covenant 
that God made with Abraham and with Isaac and Jacob. Having no hope and without God in the world. No hope in salvation. No hope to be in the covenant with God. And without God because you were worshipping idols. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Christ when he came, he came actually to call both the Gentiles and the Jews. We the Gentiles who were far off now by the blood of Jesus, when we accepted the blood of Jesus, and when we are purified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we are part of the body of Christ. We are not far off. We are near now. Because he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made both one. He united the Jews who believed in him with the Gentiles who believed in him. He united both in his body. The Jews, for example, St. Mark is a Jewish by genealogy. St. Peter was Jewish. St. Paul was Jewish. And we are from the Gentiles. But now, these Jews who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and us who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ became one in the body of Christ and has broken down the middle wall of separation. As I told you, in the court, there was a court for the Gentiles. And there was like a middle wall separating the Jews from the Gentiles. God knocked down this middle wall. And this middle wall symbolizes what? Enmity between Jews and the Gentiles have abolished in his flesh the enmity. That is the law of commandments contained in the ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. So in himself, in Jesus, he made both one. And then that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. The two, the Jews and Gentiles, became the body of Christ and then both of them are reconciled with God the Father in the cross through Jesus Christ. In the cross, there are two dimensions, the horizontal dimension and the vertical dimension. Horizontal dimension is the union between the Jews and the Gentiles. And the vertical dimensions, both of them are united with God the Father, thereby putting to death enmity. And he came in his incarnation and preached peace to you who were afar off to the Gentiles, who were afar off and to those who were near the Jews. For through him, through Jesus, we both, the Jews and the Gentiles, have access by one Spirit to the Father, the Holy Spirit that we receive in chrismation after baptism, we have access through the Spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, after the incarnation, after the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, you, the Gentiles, are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the house 
hold of God. So you are not strangers. Now you are citizen. You have the heavenly citizenship and member of the family of God. All of us now are member in the family of God. So today, actually, the church is celebrating how with the birth of Christ, there is actually acceptance to the Gentiles in the family of God. And now we became members in the family of God. That's why all the reading of today are about the acceptance of the Gentiles. For example, in Romans chapter 15, the Pauline letter of today, we heard, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, for this reason I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Lord him, all you people. Today, actually, we are praising God because he accepted us into his family. Not because we are worthy or we deserve it, but because of the multitude of his mercies, because of the abundance of, of his love. He accepted us, the Gentiles, to be in the family of God. Also, if you look at the Catholic letter of today from 1 John chapter 3, St. John is asking us to reflect on this great blessing that now we are in the family of God. He told us, the Gentiles, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. We were aliens, foreigners, strangers, and now God actually adopted us to be the children of God. Jesus Christ came as the bridegroom and he proposed to us to accept him. Those who accept him He gives them authority to be the children of God. So when we accept his proposal to be his betrothed bride, then there is a complete union, a real union between Christ and us. And this union is done by the Holy Spirit in baptism, in chrismation, in confession, and in communion. So now we become one with Christ. And who is Christ? Christ is the Son of God. And since we are one with Christ, then in Christ we are the children of God. We are his children. Jesus Christ is the Son of God by nature. But we are the Son of God through our union with the Lord Jesus Christ by adoption. And St. John is asking us to reflect, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. That's why we rejoice and we praise God for this great blessing. Also, in the book of Acts, 
of today from Acts chapter 14, verse 27. Now, when they had come, Paul and Barnabas, and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. He has opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And by the way, there was a big resistance in the first church for the acceptance of the Gentiles. Big resistance. And in order for God to convince the the Jews to accept the Gentiles, he did something very, very unique. In Acts chapter 10, we have Cornelius. He was a Gentile, but he was a fearer of God. And an angel appeared to Cornelius and told to him, go and call Peter, and Peter will tell you what you should do. So Peter went to Cornelius, and Cornelius told him that I was praying, and an angel appeared to me and told me, go and call Peter, and Peter will tell you what you should do. But Peter actually was very reluctant whether to accept them or not, to baptize them or not. But he started to speak to them about the Lord Jesus Christ, about his salvation. And while St. Peter was speaking, something very strange happened. The Holy Spirit descended on Cornelius and the families that were gathered there, and they started speaking with tongues. We know in the order, number one, who should be baptized, then we are anointed with the Mayron to receive the Holy Spirit. The only exception to this order was in Acts chapter 10, when the Holy Spirit descended first before their baptism. Why? Why God actually reversed the order in Acts chapter 10? Because if Peter dared to baptize them, the Jews actually would make a big problem with Peter. That's why after the Holy Spirit descended on Cornelius and the Gentiles, Peter asked them, who can stop them from being baptized after God gives them the Holy Spirit equally like the Jews? So in Acts chapter 10, St. Peter said in verse 47, after he saw the Holy Spirit, descending on the Gentiles and speaking with tongues, Peter said, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And Peter baptized them. And in spite of this, when he went back to Jerusalem, as we read in Acts chapter 11, when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him. They had fight with Peter. How he baptized Gentiles. How he accepted Gentiles. And they told him, you went in to uncircumcised men. Uncircumcised men mean people who are not in covenant with God. 
because circumcision was a symbol of the covenant. And you ate with them. So Peter started to explain to them how the Holy Spirit descended. So who can forbid water? Who can forbid them from being baptized? So there was a resistance after the Jews accepted that the Gentiles will be in the family of God, they start to put some conditions. A group called the Judaizers, they made a condition. Unless you are keeping the law of Moses and the circumcision, you cannot be Christian. And they troubled St. Paul a lot. And Paul spoke against them in most of his letters. These Judaizers who were forcing the law of Moses on the people. And the law of Moses has symbolic rituals. Circumcision was a symbol of baptism. The sacrifices was just a symbol of the Eucharist. And St. Paul started to explain, we are not knocking down the law of Moses because God said in the Sermon on the Mountain, heaven and earth will pass away, but not a single dot will pass away from the law of Moses. But the symbols in the law of Moses, now they are fulfilled. So no need to keep the symbols. No need to keep the circumcision because we have the baptism. No need to keep the sacrifices and the Passover lamb because we have the Eucharist. And he explained this in many letters, especially in the letter to Hebrews. The first council in Jerusalem was held in Jerusalem and you can read about it in Acts chapter 15 because of the pressure that the Judaizer was putting on the Gentiles. Unless you are circumcised, you cannot be in the family of God. And this council was presided by St. James, the Bishop of Jerusalem. And they said, no, you don't have to keep the, the symbols in the law of Moses. You don't have to keep circumcision. So what I'm trying to say why the, the first Sunday after Incarnation, the church is celebrating this? Because now we see it, it is easy. We are born in the family of God. When we are baptized, we are accepted in the family of God. But before it was not like this. Before there was a lot of resistance and a lot of persecution. They persecuted Paul because he preached to the Gentiles. They stoned him. They kicked him out of the synagogues because he was preaching to the Gentiles. Today we are celebrating that God opened the door to us, the Gentiles. That's why also the psalm of today says, The Lord has made known his salvation, his righteousness has revealed in the sight of the nations. Sight of the nations, the Gentiles. God revealed the salvation and his righteousness to the Gentiles. And then the gospel of today about what? About the flight to Egypt. When the Lord Jesus Christ with his mother and St. Joseph went to Egypt. 
And the symbolic meaning that Jesus came to Egypt means he accepted the Gentiles. He, accept, he opened the door for the Gentiles. As Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 19, Behold, the Lord rides on a swift cloud and will come into Egypt. The idols of Egypt will totter at his presence and the heart of Egypt will melt in its midst. So this means that the idols will be destroyed, which means the Egyptians, as a symbol of the Gentiles, will enter into the faith and become members in the family of God. And also, we read in Isaiah 19 and verse 19, In that day there will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar to the Lord at its border. So, in the Old Testament, the only altar was in Jerusalem. It was prohibited to worship the Lord outside Jerusalem. So this verse, in that day, which day? The day of the new covenant, the day of the incarnation of Christ, there will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt and a pillar to the Lord at its border. And Egypt is a symbol of the Gentiles because Egypt were in enmity with Israel. Israel were slaves in the land of Egypt. But now, as St. Paul explained in Ephesians chapter 2, God reconciled both. He abolished the enmity and he made both into one. And that's why he ended this chapter by saying, in that day, Israel will be one of three with Egypt and Assyria. You can see here the union between Israel and the Gentiles, a blessing in the midst of the land, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed is Egypt, my people. The word my people was reserved only for Israel in the Old Covenant. But in the New Covenant, those who believe in God became in the family of God, and they are called my people. Now, those who believe in God are the new Israel, whether they are by birth Jewish or Gentiles. We are the new Israel. Blessed is Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hand, and Israel, my inheritance. That's why today the reading about, you know, the flight to Egypt. And also I want to bring to your attention that when the Lord Jesus Christ was born, the heaven announced his birth to whom? To the shepherd and to the wise men. The shepherds were Jewish people, and the wise men were Gentiles. So this announcement to both the shepherd and to the Magi means God came for both, for the Jewish people and for the Gentiles. And when God accepted the gifts from the Gentiles, from the wise men, he accepted gold, he accepted frankincense, and he accepted uh, myrrh. Meaning what? He accepted gold 
because he will be the king of the Gentiles as he is the king of the Jews. And he accepted frank incense because he will be the high priest of the Gentiles as well as the high priest of the Jews. And also he accepted myrrh because he will suffer on the cross for the Gentiles and for the Jews. That's why the acceptance of these three gifts, meaning also the acceptance of the Gentiles. Now the Gentiles who became in the family of God can call the Lord Jesus Christ our God, our high priest, our king, and our savior and redeemer. It is actually a joyful day today that we thank God and we reflect on his love toward us, how he opened the doors to the Gentiles. We, as St. Paul explained, were aliens, were foreigners, were strangers, were enemies, but now he reconciled us and we became in the family of God. We are called his beloved, we are called his people. To him glory be forever and ever. Amen.